Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, and my patron peeps, you know, I got a pair of socks, uh, like a House of Stark socks on, and it makes me say, you know, one thing the North remembers is it's cold outside, probably, uh, patrons, but I remember to thank you. Thank you so much, because uh, you keep the show going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, things you're thinking about, uh, thoughts, it could be feelings that you're experiencing or that are bubbling up. It could be physical sensations. Whatever's keeping you awake. It could be changes, you know, time, temperature, whatever it is. I'd like to take your mind off. I'd like to distract you. I've got a safe place here. I've got a space set aside for you. Plenty of room. And it's cozy, but there's, you know, room to lounge, uh, to stretch out. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the way I'm going to do it is I'm, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents. Uh, go. I'm going to go off topic. Uh, we, uh, if you're new, a couple of things. This podcast is not... Uh, it's outside of the norm. If there is any norms, we say, okay, here's an, like podcasting's a pretty open space. You can kind of do everything. Uh, and that's what's great about this space. But this, even for a podcast, is a little bit different. So I would say, um, kind of try to can, give it, can, you don't need to have an open mind. There's nothing that uh, gets on my nerves more than when somebody tells me to have an open mind. I think it's great if you check this show out. It's a healthy skepticism, but also with a quizzical, maybe you have a quizzical look on your face. You can be skeptical and quizzical at the same time. Where, where, because figuring out this podcast is where it can, can trip people up or waiting for it to start making sense or even to get started. We're already started here. Welcome. Come on in. Um, so it's not going to, uh, I think, I think that's kind of, I'm glad you're here if you're new. I guess that's what I'm shooting for is to put you in a quizzical mood. You know, I think that maybe that, that'll be, if I had a, like a jazz, if I was a jazz singer, like a, the, uh, uh, like the silver tone is, uh, I think that would be like an album I would put out, a quizzical mood. And I don't know if I'd have, like, it would, it would probably be good to have someone like Buble come in and do, a, like, a track. But I don't know if I'd want Buble stealing my uh, thunder as far as, like, singing a quizzical mood. Of course, I can't sing. So that's a, uh, oh, but if you're new, oh, here's a couple other things if you're new. So the podcast doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It takes a few tries. It does not work for everybody, but I hope it works for you. Uh, so see how it goes. Structurally, if you're new, here's what to expect. There's a business at the beginning, and that's how we keep the show going and free. And, and uh, it's high quality. You know, believe it or not, there's a lot of work that goes into the show. And I say that with a smile because uh, the goal is to put a lot of work in, so it seems like there's no work. 
Yeah, but that's not super important. But that's how we keep the show going as a business at the beginning. Then there's an intro. And if you're new, it might throw you off because the intros are around 12 minutes of me. I guess 12 minutes of me explaining what the intro is and then kind of trying to explain what the podcast is. And like a few percentage of people skip ahead to just go to the story. Tonight will be our ongoing episodically episodically modular uh, series. Uh, Big Farm in the Sky P.I., the the Phantom Minnow. But but, uh, um, what was my point? So you could skip ahead to like 18 or 20 minutes if you're just looking for the story. Or our patrons get uh, story-only episodes. Uh, but, uh, uh, like, most people, uh, just a small percentage of people, a lot of people fall asleep during this intro or get ready for bed or start their wind down. And uh, so that's kind of the intro. It's like the show is slow to start because uh, I want to ease you into bedtime. Uh, also, it, I never have figured out how to efficiently uh, make a podcast, uh, explain things. Or try to. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how this whole sleep podcast thing works. So those are some other reasons why I don't effectively get to the point of explaining what the show is. So uh, let's see. So that's uh, trying to think what else. Oh, structurally. So there'll be the intros, 12 minutes or so, sometimes 14, sometimes 16. Uh, then there's a business just between the intro and the story. Then there's a bedtime story. Then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. Also, you don't need to listen to me. No pressure at all. I'm here to help you uh, fall asleep. So I'm here to keep you company and to take your mind off stuff while you drift off. Uh, so you could do so at your, your leisure. But you, you could turn me down to a mumble. As a review I recently read said, kind of like... Uh, you could put me like just far enough away that it sounds like uh, some TV's on in another room, or you could listen. I'll be here to keep you company, but in a very circuitous and meandering way. Uh, but you, yeah, you don't need to listen or really remember or feel like you're you know have any FOMO because you could just listen tomorrow or at another time, or just listen to you know just sleep and then move on to the next episode. Uh, so there's no pressure. Listen, here's the other thing. No pressure to fall asleep. I make this show because I truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a life where you can flourish flourish, and be treated with dignity and respect, uh, even in your internal relationship with yourself. I don't know. I think my, to- my tongue's having a little, creating a little wrinkle in my own internal relationship, uh, what do you not do? My, my tongue's refusing to touch the upper palate of my mouth for some reason. But, uh, oh, so well, no pressure. Oh, no pressure to listen. Oh, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour. And the reason the shows are an hour is is twofold. One, it gives you plenty of time to fall asleep, so there's no pressure. And you could queue up as many episodes as you need and you kind of just drift off as I talk about stuff. Uh, and the other side of it is, though, so if you can't sleep, if you're up and you get something on your mind or you just don't know why you can't sleep or you do know why, I'm here. I'm here to keep you company throughout the night if you need it. Uh, that's one of the reasons I work so hard on this podcast and make the episodes complete. Uh, 
is for those of you that can't sleep, uh, I'm here. I'm here to, 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 to be a voice, uh, to be your boar friend, uh, to be your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie. And in some paradoxical way, I'm here to be your boar bestie, whether you're awake or asleep, whether you need me uh, talking to you or whether you need me talking near you and, and you're not, you know, it's just a chatter or you just need me to set it up and you lay it down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm here to help. Uh, that's why I make this podcast uh, is because I've been there. Uh, tossing. I know what it feels like in I believe, uh, you know, that while this doesn't fix everything, this podcast doesn't work for everybody, uh, that a little friendship, a little companionship, a little bit of goofing around, uh, maybe it can help. And, and I mean, again, you're talking about somebody who makes a sleep podcast uh, who, after I'm done recording, I'm going to have to sit down with my tongue in my upper palate and talk it out. And I say, what are we're, we're living upon now? Because what's going on with you two? And then I would have to also sit with the tongue and say, well, I'm not going to speak on behalf of the upper palates. And I, did you just hear that? I tried to prevent myself from sighing at my own. I'd say, okay, well, you know, you two are meant to work together. You, you, out of all my body, you know, you do live in the same facility. Okay, my jo- my mouth just said we're not a facility. Again, it was just a figurative term, but but uh, you're part of a, a team there, and I'd like it if you two you don't have to get along, but I think you two maybe it's just a matter of uh, maybe it's just a matter of I think a bit like uh, you 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 yeah I, I think uh, maybe you just both need a nap uh, when I'm done recording this, obviously. And I'll snuggle you. I don't think, you know, to be honest, maybe it is my fault. I've never, I mean, I have used, like, I have given you, you know, I've brushed you both. uh, And I've looked at you both in the mirror. But now lately, you're right, I haven't looked at you two, all of you in the mirror. I haven't said, ah, for the pleasure of doing it, uh, for the pleasure of seeing both of you in all of your glory. And I haven't taken the time to say, to wonder, are are those take, are taste buds visual? Is that what I'm looking at, taste buds? And then to imagine, you know, your, like, your upper palate or whatever. I don't even know what you, like, uh, you know, to play imagination games with you. Pretend we're exploring, you know, maybe we're in a whale. I know, you know, you know, I love uh, role play of famous characters trapped in whales. That's my num- one of my number one things. So I'm so I guess I'm just apologizing. Also, if anybody knows what the difference between the roof of your mouth is and your upper palate, uh, uh, just parts of the wonderful things in that great facility I call my mouth. Uh, the great team, one of the most famous teams uh, known to, to uh, known to me at the mouth. Uh, in the, oh, course, yeah, of course, of course, you're part of the greater head community. Oh, boy. And yes, you are unappreciated. Holy, let me validate that because it's true. I only need to validate it because it's true, not because I'm invalidating things so that we could move on with the podcast intro. Oh, no. You two and all of you have not been appreciated. Holy moly. And, and just in a loving way, you're right, to be noticed, to be seen.
to say, hey there, uh, uvular, whatever, you know, whatever you, you got, you know, the, the things I can't spell within my mouth. Uh, sure, I, I should open my mouth and ponder if there is a lower palate. I, I assume there is if there's an upper one. Yes, I should roll you up and look on. Oh, boy, those are things I'm going to be doing later. Uh, uh, but maybe, hopefully soon, uh, you and my listeners will be, uh, you know, however, you know, every, did you know that, that the world, uh, I don't know if it says you, you, everybody holds their mouth in a unique way while they sleep, uh, but, you know, hopefully this will be slack-jawed in a good way. Hopefully we'll be slack-jawed later. Maybe drooling. It'd be great. Uh, that would really be like a, you would be working as a team uh, just chilling out. So all credit, by the way, if you listen to this podcast, uh, uh, two parts of my mouth and greater head community that just haven't gotten the, the uh, attention they deserve, really essential parts, the upper palate's, Possibly, I assume if it's what I think it is, it's a central part of the show. And one of the hardest of working uh, muscles and, uh, you know, are you an organ or what? Uh, how about uh, we get the tongue and Pluto on the same page and say the tongue is an organ? No, you don't need that much attention. Well, you're the hardest working uh uh, you know, thing that enables me to communicate in lulling, soothing tones. Okay, I don't, I don't have time. Vocal cords. I'm sorry. I can only cover. It can only, I can only heal so, so many. Uh, I'll give you. Believe me, I'm gonna, gar, I'm gonna gargle. Holy gargling! The amount of gargling I'm gonna do for all of you. Oh, do you all love gargling? Okay, well, there's there's something we can all agree on. Okay, just the exact right amount of sal- salinity, though, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. So, and, oh, of course, we get, we'll get the perfect temperature that all of you are happy with. I got to get back to the podcast listeners, though. Well, that took an interesting turn. Uh, if you're new, that, that, that's what kind of happens every intro in a different way. Uh, here's a little... Uh, uh, something I like to say is like, uh, you know, it might not have made any sense, uh, to, but uh, to, 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 you could take your mind off whatever was keeping you awake. That's kind of how the whole podcast works. So if you're new, give it a few tries. I really want to help. Uh, I'm really glad you're here. And I work very hard I, because I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Uh, and here's a couple of ways we keep the show uh, going. All right, hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of our ongoing serial series. Uh, uh, what's the name of it? Oh, uh, uh, Big Farm in the Sky, PI Phantom Minnow. It's an ongoing uh, episodic, episodically modular series, uh, which means you can kind of listen to it in any order. And I'll, on top of that, I'll catch you right up with everything you might need to know right now. Uh, so you may ask yourself, Scoots, this is my first time listening. Uh, what's, g- give me the premise of what's going on. Where are we? Who are the characters? And then when you're done with that, ideally you'll t- you'll have time left over to, t- to tell the episode's story. And I would say sure, too. Uh, so this Big Farm in the Sky P.I., Season 2, Season 1's out there for your perusing if you want to listen in the, a couple of years back. Uh, 
season two is uh, the story of uh, three characters uh, that are central to the, to our our stories: Simon uh, G. You could spell it G E E and D K. Uh, Simon is an uncle of G and kind of a, a uncle in theory to D K. Uh, Simon passed from an earthly life to to a life uh, post earthly life uh, a while back. And Simon is a resident of the Big Farm in the Sky. Season one, Simon was a big, the Big Farm in the Sky PI. Now, season two, no, okay, so a couple other things you might need to know about Simon. That not every person that transitions from the earthly life, uh, you know, I don't know what's in store for everybody. And I don't know because I have limited, you know, knowledge of the Big Farm post earthly life. I'm still here. At least part of me is, uh, but Simon has the ability to uh, CSPER, like or dust, but like he can visit earthly people and communicate with them. Uh, he can appear physically and auditorily. Uh, so, like, uh, not that's a very rare thing. That's why that's still not like you know it's a rare thing. We'll just say that. Uh, Simon is good, clearly. Now, Simon's niece, G, and her best friend, DK, they're earthly residents. They're tweens, I think, uh, or post twin. I think they're still tweens. Uh, and they, they, uh, they know Simon exists. Simon interacts with them. Season one, they all sol- solved uh, mysteries in the big farm. So Simon would get advice from DK and G. Uh, season two, uh, here's great news. Uh, G and DK proposed to their school, hey, we're going to do independent study this semester. We're going to start our own investigation biz at uh, DK's Aunt Penny in Florida at the largest retirement community that I know about, the towns. And so G and DK said, well, with the help of Simon, uh, we could figure out some mysteries here in the earthly realm and help people, you know, say, great, great. Thanks uh, for finding out, you know, why my cat was uh, coughing up hairballs that weren't there. Uh, it turns out they were just hairballs. Uh, that, that, that's not an actual mystery. That's just an example. Now, Simon, meanwhile, I, I guess it's kind of, this is why it's episodically modular. Uh, Simon had had his PI business bought by a larger company in the big farm and got a, a, a job there. And the details are hazy on that. Simon also started another hobby uh, of a comic called The Phantom Minnow that we'll find out more about in this episode a little bit. Of, where, where's The Phantom Minnow? Like, I thought that was the title of the season. And I would say, well, ask, we'll find out about it uh, a little bit. Uh, uh, but so Simon is just helping his niece, helping them solve uh, mysteries here in the big farm. I mean, not the big farm. Uh, Simon from the big farm is helping G and DK solve mysteries in a place that prepares people for the big farm, Florida. Uh, so I think that's it. Uh, yeah, and uh, here's our celebrity, uh, intro- uh, celebrity. I forget what I call you, uh, friend, uh, statesperson, and all-around great guy, Antonio Banderas, uh, everybody.
Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, as, as the ladies, the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, as the friends beyond the binary. East time for the big farm in the sky. Uh, season two, Phantom, the Phantom Minnow. Uh, let's crack this case. Yeah. Wow, that was a long, yeah, that was good, but it like, uh, almost sounded like, like the second half of it almost sounded like opening a thermos or something. Or drop, like, how I'd imagine, uh, it, like an echo down a metal tube, a really long metal tube. Uh, but it was good. It was just, uh, also maybe, like, it was interesting. It's good to see you. I don't know if everybody knows it's New Year's Day when we're recording this. And I didn't know if you had any New Year's resolutions you wanted to share uh, with the audience, like being, you know, being more quiet when you're sitting waiting for me to finish recording, uh, shifting, you know, being more st- internal and external stillness, not slurping water, uh, um, you know, not getting caught in traffic, like when you're driving from L.A. to the Bay Area for free to do an announcement on a podcast uh, with no <laughs> Apparent benefit for you, uh, uh, my friend, other than playing Munchkin with uh, uh, my friend. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, you know, maybe use, I don't know, I don't even know, we've never, we don't talk about finances, you know, but maybe using your, uh, you know, maybe saying, creating a, like, a, you know, you give, giving me some dough. Any, any New Year's resolutions like that? Uh, my friend, I do have uh, a New Year's resolution, not on the mic, uh, but when I see you, I want to make sure you know how happy I am to see you, not to be thinking about other things or uh, other places, the past, present, uh, to say, holy cow, this is my munchkin buddy. We're going to play a munchkin after he makes me do this thing for his lovely listeners. So, when I see you, I would like my face to light up. Uh, even you know, even if it's in, then I say, "Well, I'm a little down because it took me 14 hours to get here." So that's my New Year's resolution. Thank you, uh, uh, and uh, it's time for big fun in the sky. Pi, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Whew, that was great. Uh, could you know what? Do you, would you feel strange if I took your uh, your you're looking at me like you're not glad to see me, but if I repurpose your, or not re- appropriate, I guess your uh, New Year's resolution, and uh, like just copy, copy your, my friend, I'd be honored. Okay, that's Antonio Banderas. Everybody, this is Big Farm in the Sky. Pi, Phantom Minnow. Hey Diane, it's uh, Simon here. I got, I got to update uh, Diane. Uh, like it's been, it's been a little while since I've updated you. It's kind of an out of sorts update, Diane. Uh, 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 I'm out of sorts. Uh, that's my update. Uh, TLDR. Uh, Diane, that stand, it used to be a couple of years ago. That stood for too long, don't read, uh, Diane, or too, TLDL. Uh, too long, don't listen. Uh, but here, here's a couple of updates. Uh, uh, small things, uh, procrastination, Diane. My ideas for the Phantom Minnow are non-existent. I may be blocked or I may be stuck or I might just not be up to the task of being a comic. Like, just because I had the idea, Diane, I'm not exactly sure 
uh, that I can deliver on it. So, uh, so I got that news, Diane, uh, which is, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I got to find another, uh, pastime. And I guess maybe helping G and DK, uh, if I look at it like, uh, a way of helping and something to do that I enjoy very much, uh, usually, yeah, but that's not going great either. And I mostly feel for G and DK, Diane. Yeah, because they had three, they've had three cases, uh, yeah, very public mysteries that they were not able to solve. Uh, it was uh, the shopping carts with wheel locks that uh, keep locking up. Uh, that one, oh no, it's without wheel locks. So the, uh, that's it. But they weren't able to figure it out, Diane. And I didn't help. Uh, the French bread that uh, taste, tasted sour, like sourdough, that was another one, Diane. And finally, the uh, the uh, the last case they tried to crack was uh, the house where rain never fell. And all three ended up unresolved. They worked very hard. Uh, we worked very hard. And we couldn't get to solutions. Uh, now, G and DK, they do have pretty healthy boundaries. So they said, well, we can't solve this. Uh, especially, Diane, you know, we don't talk about this in public. Uh but, you know, detectives and private eyes kind of have a code that the answer, you know, if it's a mystery, uh, the answer can't just be, oh, it's just a person or, oh, it's just an incorrect observation or, uh, oh, chaos theory or, oh, that's random or, oh, it's an enigma. Uh, like, uh, you know, freak, freak event, uh, those aren't except, you know, and then you start quoting Malcolm Gladwell. It's a slippery slope. Uh, you know, you say, well, you're using, you're taking Malcolm Gladwell quotes out of context or the other Malcolm uh, from uh, Jurassic, you know, Jurassic Malcolm. And you put those in and you say, well, this is the nature of chaos. We don't know why. And they say, okay, well, that's not a solution. And, uh, you know, where's it tied up in a bow? That's how mission, that's how PIs work. You know, if you want to repeat word of mouth business, uh, and it's also satisfactory to us, you know, oh, knowing the answer, uh, oh, rain didn't fall at that house, uh, because, uh, I don't know. There's a, like, uh, I don't know. We couldn't figure that one out. And we still, we said, well, what about fans, uh, what about wind? So, uh, but so, yeah. So most of the townies, though, and that's townies, uh, Diane, not townies. It's, it kind of sounds the same, but, it, you know, it's a, n- a nice way of them referring to each other. Uh, they all took it with, a, you know, in stride. They loved G and DK. And so they said, great job, kids. Uh, keep uh, let, let us pat you on the back. Um, uh, just kind of treating them. It gets a little bit talking down, like a, you, they'd skin their knee or something instead of not being able to crack a case. Uh, but, Diane, I am concerned because it's as strong as G and DK are, as proud as they are, and as uh, grounded, where they say, well, we can't solve this case. We're only here for a semester. we got to move on to another one. 
also those were generalized cases. They weren't, they didn't have a, uh, those were like, uh, were like area mysteries, uh, lore even, uh, like the podcast, but different, uh, that, uh, you know, they didn't have someone say, hey, can you crack this case for me? Uh, unpaid. Uh, so, I don't know. They, so they stopped. But this one, I think, has got them a bit uh, down. It's got me down, Diane. And maybe even some tension between the two of them. I saw them snickering, maybe even bickering with one another. You know, they do take time alone, so that's a good but, you know, Diane, as, as much as I look up to them, they are kids. Uh, and I just wonder if it's too much. Uh, you know, maybe they should just be having fun, doing more playing. I mean, they do that, but they take the school days portion very seriously. But this is the path they chose, too, Diane, so I have to respect that. Uh, oh, by the way, also, we tried to, to find something with the Phantom Minnow to solve all those three things, but no dice. So that's another reason why I'm frustrated with myself, because uh, the Phantom Minnow hasn't even come in handy. Yeah, I mean, I floated around. I said, why wouldn't the rain fall? And then we said, is this the house? Are we sure this is the house? That makes it hard to crack a mystery, Diane. When they say, whoa, this is what they, and they say, okay, well, maybe this is chaos theory then. But we've agreed to try one more of these mysteries, uh, like because we don't have any customers. You say, well, we don't have any customers because we can't crack any cases. Uh, but this one we're going to work on, but we're, we're also stuck, Diane, again. So that's why I said, oh, three cases, this is the fourth. Uh, I'm meeting them uh, right now. Hey, G, hey, DK. No, yeah, I was talking to Diane. Diane. Uh, I looked, like, so I did go into the Phantom Min- Minnow mode last night, and I don't see, I didn't see any um, uh, big farm trains, any... Um, uh, dia- is that diaphanous? Is that is, can a train be diaphanous if it's from the big farm or another post-Earth world? Uh, but anyway, I didn't see any trains at night. I did hear the train whistle, uh, but I said, "Is that a real train?" So I'm sorry, I didn't see any trains last night. Uh, uh, can we go over the? Uh, can we go over it again? What we're trying to figure? Yeah, for Diane. Yeah, for Diane. Uh, and for me, just so I get one more understanding of it, uh, uh, what we're looking for. Well, I know we don't know what we're looking for, but what we we're looking for to look for. Okay, okay, I know you're frustrated. Oh, that's my, my I, I know I'm frustrated. I'm not sure how to, you are feeling, but I'm just trying to find like a, a, a starting place so then we can figure out what tools to use. Okay, so there's the woo-woo of the trains at night, uh, and uh, I couldn't figure out if it's a real train, uh, uh, a a model train, a train sound, or a train from post-Earth realm. So that's one place I'm, oh, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, I mean, it would help me, like, uh, I guess that's where we're, Okay, never mind. Forget the whole thing. No, I understand. I, I would love to. I, I can see how you feel like we're wasting our time because we don't have a clear 
like all the model train clubs are going to lose because this one actually has a real consequence if we don't crack it. If these train, the model railroad clubs are being blamed for this, uh, and if they don't get, to, if we don't get the case solved, they lose every model train club here in the town. So lose their uh, their club and the sound effects clubs. They said are next if the model train clubs don't clear this up. And you know, all model train usage will be banned, which is it seems like extreme measures. But it, so I don't think we are wasting. I'm just trying to get us focused, basically. No, I focus on what? No, I think it does matter. I think it does matter. I think you are good at solving cases. We've just had a streak of mysteries we haven't been able to solve. Uh, I don't think you are overconfident. No, no, you didn't get lucky in previous cases. You worked hard. Uh, Then we didn't get lucky in four cases in a row. Unlucky. Okay, no, no, I don't think you took it as a sign you knew what you were doing. I think that's kind of that may be how you're feeling about things, which is understandable. Uh, well, no, I don't think you'd be better served cleaning out closets and garages and gutters uh, for money. I think uh, we have this uh, this case in front of us. We, we, we haven't had a lot of luck. This case is a bit uh, uh, confusing and confounding. But uh, yeah, cleaning out armoires, bureaus, uh, garages boxes, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's good. like, yeah, spare bedrooms, yeah, those aren't your mysteries, that's not why you're here, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see it as you two giving up, uh, you could choose to do that, and that could be your business, uh, for your independent study, oh, you're, you're realists, uh, I think you're you're young to be a realist. I, I mean, I, no offense, but I don't think uh, realism and youth are meant to go like, uh, you know, you, well, that's my opinion. You're right, correct about that. Uh, no, I don't think you're not qualified to solve mysteries. You, anyone's qualified that tries and succeeds. Uh, and as a matter of fact, you've been paid as private eyes, uh, so... You've cracked more cases here than you haven't. Uh, why don't you look at it like that? Well, I know your kids, uh, but uh, that doesn't change anything. I mean, like, think about Encyclopedia Brown. Or think about Big Nate, uh, Fancy Nancy, all the other, you know, all those other kid detectives. Uh, well, they're fictional. Okay, what about Sherlock? You know, oh, those are, okay, well... uh yeah. Oh, maybe you should be solving kids' cases. No, I think adult cases are just uh, fine. Oh, you just want to enjoy. Okay, that's a, that's a reasonable decision. If you want to just enjoy your time here, I guess part of me is torn because I'm I'm also worried uh, because I'm not having a lot of luck with this Phantom Minnow comic uh, or you know going back to the big farm where I have a job that I haven't been to, and I don't even know, not, not even clear how time works over there. Like, I, I'm tempted, maybe I'm trying to hold on to this dream of us, uh, three of us working together here in the towns. Uh, maybe I'm holding, you know, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, friendship and your friendship is more important than mystery. You're correct about that. Uh, maybe it's just a matter of... Uh, 
you know, not everything's a success, right? Uh, and this you may take, like, a experience that has to be built up. So maybe these cases were you gaining experience uh, that will help on this case or the next case. Okay, let me ask you a couple of questions. Did you try very hard to solve these cases? Yes. Did you work all the angles so you possibly could? Okay. Is it, is it just about trying hard, though? No. Have any of the kids in any of the kid detective cases faced any cases like those? Or a situation like this where they, like, had a string of uh, letdowns and then, uh, like, uh, I'm sure there was encyclopedia call, Brown calls it quits unless I'm, uh, you know, misremembering, which I tend to do. Or inventing, uh, oh, what's my point? Well, I'm just trying to figure out, uh, okay, let me ask you one more set of questions, and then you can make your decision. What are the core principles of being a good private eye, a good detective? Okay, one second. I'm not, like, when you have no clues, like, how you solve a mystery, no tools, uh, no experience. Like, where would you start? Like, if there was a kid, kid detective, uh, like, one of you had a younger sibling, and they were going to start solving mysteries, where would you have them start? Uh, like, okay, like, a core to principles, you would uh, teach them, uh, like, all the great, like, stuff that all the great detectives uh, share. See things as they are. Uh, okay, what do you say? Okay, that's great, DK, we're not as we want them to be, whereas we're worried they are, or think they are. Okay, gee, you had another one. Re-examine, uh, DK, you working as a team here, even answer, re-examine your assumptions and beliefs, misconceptions, projections, oh, be in the present, uh, well, what did you say, DK? You know, uh, uh, get rid of all. Okay, get rid of all your darlings. Send them to the big farm. A big farmify all your darlings. Uh, what are darlings? Like things, you, ideas you hold on to tightly. Conception. Okay, got you. Okay, let's take a breath here. Then, like. Uh, how how are you two kind of seeing things as you as the as a uh, as the, are you seeing things as you wish they are, or that like uh, with uh, solving the cases, uh, or as you're worried they are, yeah, worried you can't solve a case and you won't ever solve one again. Okay, that's a, that's how you're seeing things as you w- worry they are, as you wish they are. You wish you solved all the cases. Okay, okay. Oh, that F-A-I-L word. Yeah, that's a strong word. Uh, uh, what assumptions are you making? Uh, what are you assuming? What are you making asses out of you and me of uh, that you missed a clues or an easy answer? That's a good assumption. I mean... It's a reasonable assumption, but it's good that you said it's an assumption, that you missed clues. Okay, what are the darlings, DK, that we should send to the big farm right now? What are darlings to a PI? Solving the case. 
Correct. That is, that's, I guess, uh, also, that is a darling of mysteries, so that they should be solved. Correct. That it can be solved. Oh, boy. Well, that's deep. That is deep. Uh, let's let's keep going. That the case should be solved. Uh, uh, wait, that it could be solved by anyone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You two are looking at one another. What does that look mean? What do you mean? What if the case can't be solved by us or by anyone? I don't understand. Well, you know, I don't. I didn't read a lot of bit before I became a PI. I didn't. I didn't read a whole lot of mysteries. Uh, that's why it took me so long to catch on. Oh, like what if it can't be solved by anyone but the detective? I don't understand. Okay, what if only the detective has a key piece of information or knowledge uh, that we don't have? You mean like we, the reader? Okay, you're mixing me up with a fiction and reality. Okay, looking at it through a fictional lens, reality. Okay, so we're the reader of the book, and we're watching the mystery. And Sherlock Holmes has something that we don't have uh, to solve the case. So we can't solve it, you're saying? Oh, this is how grown-up mysteries work? Uh, kid mysteries can be solved. You're talking about when we read them. Oh, it's a flaw you see in adult mysteries, that they can't be solved. Oh, majority of those, the detective knows things the reader doesn't know. Or understands things that the reader doesn't know. Oh, that the reader can't, so the reader can't solve the mystery, is what you're saying. A key piece, yeah, okay, I get that part. Uh, in a kid mystery, though, you're saying, Encyclopedia Brown, if we read it, we could actually solve it. Well, that's that's strange. I mean, I guess uh, uh, maybe because, uh, huh. So you could normally solve that for yourself. For an adult one, the detective has to solve it for you. Oh, so it's like aspirational in some sense. Instead of, a, a, it makes a difference in it makes an aspire out of you and me. Oh, and the great kid mysteries are hard, so you can solve them. It doesn't mean you do solve them, but they could be solved, and you could go back and see what you missed. Where an adult mystery, you would go back and see what you missed, uh, but it was missing. I think I get you. Red herrings, yeah, I'm familiar with those. Mr. X... It's for entertainment, right? To confuse you and entertain you. And make you wish you were like uh, the detective. Okay. It's, I've never read Miss Marple. Have either of you? No. I wonder, she doesn't sound like she would be like that. Probably is, though. Okay. Specialized knowledge the detectives have. Could be experience, like I was talking about earlier. Okay, let's go back to what we were talking about. What if our cases can't be solved? That's what triggered this with you. These cases are grown-up cases. Okay, what do you mean? Like, they're fictional. Like, okay, so we're saying, what if these cases... This isn't cognitive dissonance, though. You're saying, what if these three cases and this fourth one are like we're reading adult mysteries... Are you saying, is this simulation theory, or are you talking about reality? Oh, like we're in a fiction, like they're fictional mysteries. Well, they are lore, 
Okay, I'm going to take it. It sounds like you two have something to think about then about this current mystery. I got to take a walk to clear my mind. Oh, hey, Diane, it's me. I'm back. Uh, we're, Diane, it's been a few minutes since I updated you, but we're knee-deep in this uncase, holy mackerel. Uh, we've been uh, we, we've been making, well, I, I've been doing, uh, I've been going around making train whistles, Diane, at night, incorrect ones and inaccurate ones. And uh, we do have some uh, S-U-S-P-E-C-T-S, Diane, uh, let's see, where was I? So, so we're, we're in this, we're working this case in a different way because we don't even know what the case is, or I don't. Uh, uh, also, Diane, a huge advantage. The, the, uh, whoever is doing, whoever's behind this, uh, we, I guess, Diane, we think we, people are behind this. It's not just chaos theory, but they don't even know I exist. They don't know about me and the Phantom Minnow. Uh, but DK and uh, uh, G, they notice a couple other things. Like, so their idea is to annoy these people out of the woodwork. Because when they looked back at the other cases, they noticed uh, that every time they were stuck, uh, a certain gentleman in particular uh, seemed to just arrive at times and say, Oh, what's with the frowny faces? It kind of. Uh, you know, uh, what do you call patronizing, patronizing them, Diane. And, all, well, you, oh, you can't figure out the, maybe, you know, maybe you should go to mechanic school. You can't figure out why a shopping cart wheel would lock. Uh, uh, kind of pretending to offer help, but more offering, uh, 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 just not a subtle, not niceness, Diane. Uh, and we started to wonder if these, uh, Splainers, as we call them, they say, "Oh, you're looking. You're trying to figure out why it doesn't rain. Uh, have you heard wind shear? Well, no, that's not what. We, that's another thing they do, Diane. They say, "Well, that's not what wind shear is. Well, that's not how you figure out. You got to go to the library to do that. Uh, can't figure that out on the internet. Anyway, Diane, I don't want to give them too much uh, explaining time. They'll explain it for themselves in some." agro way but og and dk took stuff they they went out and they bought uh green overalls uh in chef's hats and they asked to join as auditing members all the model railroad clubs and the railroad club said you know obviously said well are you going to help solve this so we don't lose our charters and they would show up and they said, well, we're just going to participate for now. And uh, we're working on the case, maybe. And people would say, like, when they showed up to these groups, uh, they were like train conductors from Burning Man Day and giant chef hats and green overalls. Uh, but they would just ask questions about their trains. They would play with the trains. Uh, they would ask more questions. What's HL mean? What, why, what's a gauge again? Uh, what's your favorite train? Why train, you know, oh, oh boy. Or why is this out of scale? That was one that drove a lot of people. They said, it is in scale. And they said, well, no, this person, the trees aren't the same scale as the trains. That was like, uh, they do that every club, uh, especially when they think they have a splainer. Uh, but mostly the time they spend at the clubs, people fall into four groups, Diane. There's people at the train clubs that just want to be left alone and play with their trains, which uh, 
those have different styles. You know, some are, oh, you know what? I, I appreciate you have questions, but I'm going to play with my trains right now. Thanks. Maybe someone else will answer, or there's grouchier people. You know, so people who could vocalize their boundaries versus those who couldn't uh, say, okay, one more question, then I'm going to get back to playing with my trains. I like to do it in quiet. I think I learned more from those people. Uh, I guess those are two groups, though, Diane. The grouchy people who just said, uh, you know, they were just there to play with their trains and not be interrupted versus people said, hey, that's great, but I need, you know, this is a, a you know, social introversion thing for me to escape. That's what I like to do. Then there was a third group of more extroverted or uh, people that I like were like, oh, this is so great. Uh, they got more energy from all the questions. And they kind of saw it as, oh, you're interested in this. That's great. I, I don't mind that your questions are repetitive or that you're wearing a chef's hat and saying it's in a conductor's hat because you're a kid. You're here to have fun. And then the fourth group, not the same splainers as we've, uh, but a lot of them could get frustrated, uh, kind of like I was saying. Uh, why do you have so many questions? What do you mean? Like, do, like, why don't you look that up when you leave here? Uh, almost like pretending to be helpful in a punishment way or something. And uh, why ask a question, you know, uh, and, but the girls, they stuck to it. Uh, and they would just ask more questions. Uh, it, like they they uh, they let it roll off water off a duck's back, Diane. And this kind of just seemed by attrition to to those people would leave because uh, uh, they couldn't uh, correct. The, you know, when you can't be corrected, when joy, you know, when you're just being joyful, uh, it's tough to, to, to you know to, for a explainer to explain things to you. Like, it's just like hot air coming out their mouths. Uh, but the explainers, they weren't done. They said, well, what about the mysteries? Uh, they said, I thought, you know, one, they, that would be their last thing. They said, I thought you were going to solve the mystery. Are you just here to play with our trains? Because we're about to lose our uh, our thingamajig. Because, uh, oh, the mystery, Diana, maybe I didn't explain it. So people at night have been hearing these train sounds. Uh, separate from the trains, which are, you know, there's no trains running through the vill- the towns, uh, uh, only on the outskirts. These train sounds are coming w- from within the towns. Uh, in the middle of the night, in different places. Uh, and so, again, these things, they say, I saw you guys cracked cases, uh, and they would call them girls, which sometimes I mistakenly do that, Diane. It's not proper. They're young adults, uh or their G and DK. So, Diane, I apologize. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on my language, too. You know, and they'd say, I thought you, you know, you know, solved the case of the yarn that changes colors. Uh, or, oh, you couldn't figure out that rain one either. Uh, but again, G and DK, we stuck to the plan. Uh, we also had me making incorrect train noises to see if anyone would try to explain explain me. Uh, you know, no one could find me. That was just a theory. Actually, we, like, uh, you'll see, because this is like a mystery, Diane, for grown-ups. Uh, uh, but they kept getting, you know, uh, a little bit more and more running out of patience. Uh, uh, but here's the great thing, Diane. G, G, G and DK, we were, we actually, we started having fun. Uh, 
I would ride on the trains as the Phantom Minnow. And I think it helped me become more of the Phantom Minnow. Like going around at night, I, I made myself look like a train. I was riding model trains, Diane. I was getting in model trains. I was shrinking down, making G&DK laugh. Uh, a lot of times I would be a figure on a train or standing in a train station while a splainer was explaining things and I would be imitating them, Diane. I know it's petty, but, but it was fun. You know, saying, that is not a conductor's hat, that's a chef's hat. Uh, no, there's no train conductors that wear green overalls. And G said, uh, she totally owned that. She said, uh, really? In the history, of, there's never been someone that's uh, conducted a train in green overalls. Uh, she said, that's strange. Uh, and then she, the person said, well, how? and then G said, she said, uh, uh, DK, what were those green denim sales numbers uh, for, uh, you know, whatever, 1842? Uh, you know, they just had fun. Uh, so, the, okay, so, but then we also started to say, well, these are our friends that love these model trains. They're going to lose. We do have to solve this case now, but it's a, it's clearly a setup, Diane. We can't, we, we, we were like... Uh, we were stuck. Everybody started demand, you know, splainers and the friends, even the quiet people said, uh, hey, do you think you could, uh, you know, what's making those train noises? Uh, is there any way you can stop those train noises? Uh, because uh, they keep moving around from neighborhood to neighborhood. So we can't, we just can't just stake out. And uh, we, we, so we really want our train clubs. Uh, you know, no one would want a, a broad charter banning model trains. Uh, but that's, you know, part of what you agree to was part of your uh, HOA or whatever. Yeah, but then, Diane, you know, things change. Uh, and you find out that, yeah, if a mystery can't be solved, uh, maybe by not solving it. Uh, and uh, you're like, uh, okay, we're anyway, this is a big meeting. Uh, because tomorrow's when they lose their charters and they ban model trains. Uh, and DK and G are waiting out for, oh, hey, hey, G, hey, DK. Yeah, no, talking to Anne for sure. Uh, aren't we going to go in and the meeting start? Oh, we're going to wait for a little while. Okay, it sounds like everybody's really been out of shape in there. Really a lot of uh, loud talking. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it has been fun, this train stuff. Uh but yeah, I'm still down about the Phantom Minnow and not figuring out the comic book stuff. Well, it's kind of like you you guys said, you know, that uh, it, uh, you know, I feel like maybe I'm not, that's not who I am, that I don't know how to do it. And I know I've been helpful in this case, like you said, but uh, what are some primary things about it? I don't think it's a primary, I don't have the same thing, easy answer as you say, core principles, uh it should be fun. I think that's the core principle for, for me and interesting. Maybe sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah. Fun riding around on the back of a model train as a, uh, in, yeah, that is fun. You're right. Making train sounds that are incorrect. Uh, and you know, like woo, roo, roo, instead of choo, choo or whatever. Woo, woo. Yeah. That's fun too. So I guess I gotta. I mean, I guess I just gotta figure out uh, 
Oh, I, what do you mean? I, you, I, like, maybe I could, uh, we still don't know who exactly. Yeah, so you, I, I could look into that. Uh, you mean, isn't that a bit like Highway to Heaven? Well, like figuring out uh, who these explainers are and why they're kind of grouches. Uh, yeah, maybe the Phantom Minnow could do that. I don't know. Or is that like the sixth sense or something? I don't know. I could think about it. Uh, that It is a good idea. But I don't know if that would be fun. That would be the key thing, helping uh, J-E-R-Ks, especially ones that have been kind of setting you up with cases that weren't solvable. Uh, but they, they seem to, okay, let's go and see. Okay, it's really getting, uh, the meeting's getting, uh, uh, the voices are even raised, more raised. Uh, hey, Diane, we're walking in. Uh, G's holding up her hand. Uh, everybody's disagreeing with one another. I'm going to tell you, okay, Jesus said, I can tell by uh, the look on some of your faces, uh, especially of our train friends, uh, hey, hi, and our fellow train enthusiasts, uh, that this meeting's not going well, but it looks like uh, that uh, what naturally came up, uh, you know, I couldn't hear, but I can only assume, I can only infer uh, that during this meeting certain members uh, kind of t- said that the trouble with the train whistles uh, corresponded with our arrival here to the towns. Is that true? Yeah, that's what I thought. And that our arrival and the train whistle arrival is going to ruin model trains for everybody. And that uh, it probably is, is something to do with us. Uh, is it sound like an argument that p- certain people made... Uh, yeah, I can tell that was said. You know, that's a pretty classic uh, device, uh, like a clock-setting device in mysteries uh, to involve the detective in some way, <clears throat> uh, especially some sort of rival uh, to make the detective part of the case. Uh, it also, for the reader, helps uh, that there's higher stakes that now the detective has to solve the case in order to clear their name or to extricate themselves for some, from some other sort of uh, wave they've been woven into it. And that would work for a mystery in solving a mystery, or a mystery to be read. Uh, but here, uh, the trouble with the train whistles, it's not a mystery. Uh, what you have with these train whistles is a secret, and a secret and a mystery are two different things. <clears throat> and at first you might say, uh, you, you might be confusing, but just think about it for a, a, a difference. Uh, a mystery is something that needs to be solved. A secret is something that's kept. Uh, and in this case, it's a secret club. And some of you may be in it. Uh, some of you may have heard about it. In fact, this club is right in your midst, uh, and I know some of you have suspected it over the years. Uh, and this club started as uh, group members kind of playing PRANKs on one another, uh, like uh, jokes. Uh, it actually started on April Fool's Day uh, about uh, 18 years ago. 
and it developed into a secret club within these model train clubs. Now, most of the people that joined it uh, were males uh, that enjoy uh, pranking people in particular. Uh, personalities, you could say, like uh, BU to the L to the L to the Y a little bit. And that club, you know, if you ever had a, a mystery or something that happened where you felt like a little bit left out, uh, could it could have been this club. You may not even know about it. Uh, it exists as a secret club with some knowledge of it to, to be, exclu- you know, exclusive. And one feature of this club was when uh, a club member would go to the big farm. Uh, all the members would have a big party one night at someone's house and they would whistle, they would all bring train, train whistles and play the whistles. Uh, and then they started doing it. And when someone would go, not just a big farm, but for a snowbird to return uh, to the North. And uh, then people started to complain about this. Uh, and as pranksters, they got a kick out of it. And then when we arrived here and uh, certain members of the club found out about us, uh, they started uh, uh, creating mysteries for us and blowing their train whistles even more uh, to raise uh, the complaint level uh, to where a measure would be passed to to deal with it. Uh, They started a clock right out of a book. And... uh, you know, they were fine. And I think probably there was some sort of internal mechanics. I don't know if uh, that may have triggered this. I don't know if there's been any leadership uh, differences in these clubs. Uh, but now they've used that uh, to basically uh, either end the clubs. Uh, so they'll still have their secret club because it doesn't have a, a uh, it doesn't exist and it doesn't have a charter that can be taken away. And they think they could get away with still playing trains uh, in secret. Uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a struggle. That's a, it's not a mystery. It's a secret. Uh, but all of you have taught DK and I uh, the joy of trains, and we really appreciate that. And we'd hate to see you lose it. Uh, so, you know, you can all decide how to deal with the secret uh, you know, and if, if somebody, you know, I think we'll, we'll leave you. We, we've cracked uh, this uh, secret. And those of you members that are wondering, you know, how do you figure out a secret? Uh, you know, well, DK and I are going to keep that secret from you. Uh, and we know those other three mysteries, uh, you know, you were by. So good day, everybody. We'll see you uh, tomorrow at one of the train clubhouses, hopefully. Uh, unless we're out solving uh, an actual mystery. Thanks. Uh, hey, Diane, it's me. I'm so proud of those two. Holy moly. Proud to be associated with them, Diane. And just in case you're wondering, Diane, it was uh, I met someone that was going, had gone to the big farm, but they hadn't made it there yet. Uh, and they told us about the secret. It was just It was a matter of annoyance, though. Because uh, at first I was doing those train sounds, and they had been watching. They were a splainer, but they were a post-Earth splainer. And they were watching D and Q, G and DK and saying, what are you, but they didn't have anyone to complain to or correct uh, 
till one night they encounter me with my, uh, I was going foo, foo, like that. Uh, would you, would you, would you, would you, foo, foo, over and over again, Diane. It was so fun. You just say, would you, would you, would you, would you, would you, foo, foo. And that's not how, how a train sounds. And finally, I heard someone, they said, that's not how a train sounds. And I said, Who, whom are you? And they told me all about it. I told G and DK, and we cracked, uh, uh, we didn't crack it. We cracked, uh, yeah, we cracked the case, Diane. Uh, so I'll talk to you soon. Good night.